Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome to episode 10 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, your host. I'm grateful to you uh, for making it through with us to this Friday. I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, if I'm honest, though, I wish I could do a show tomorrow. I uh, really enjoyed yesterday coming back from Christmas, and I'm looking forward to the program we have prepared for you today. As I told Simone in the newscast, today's show is going to run the gamut of uh, the human experience, uh, so to speak. That might be overstating things, but here's what I mean. We're going to talk about stories that exemplify great, great goodness uh, among folks. And in the same program, we're going to talk about some of the lowest behavior uh, from uh, one person to another. That story deals with a scam. You've heard about it in the news already, I'm sure. We're going to go into details and I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts uh, on the real evil. In uh, Exemplified in a Scam, we heard uh, reported on the wife of a Utah state representative uh, fell victim to one of these scammers. Uh, the details, very briefly, I'll tell you. Uh, she got a phone call and it uh, purported to be from someone representing the Social Security Administration. Now, if you get a call like that, uh, you got to hang up and call uh, directly if uh, you suspect there might be some wrongdoing. She got a call from someone claiming to represent the Social Security Administration. And that individual said that uh, some of her social security number and other information was being used uh, by some drug cartels and that her uh, accounts were compromised and that it was required uh, that she liquidate her accounts and send uh, those monies to uh, the the Social Security Administration. We have since learned, of course, that that was all a fabrication and uh, that poor family lost their life savings, some $150,000. We're going to go into greater detail as to what happened and uh, some of my thoughts and reactions to that uh, later on in the program. We will, though, uh, also deal with issues of a much brighter nature. We, in the next segment, we're going to speak to a Bureau of Land Management firefighter, Jason Porter. He is just a few days away from boarding a plane and flying off to Australia, where he is going to help them with some of the bushfires they're facing. Uh, it's an incredible thing uh, what he is going to do, and it is, uh, I, I think, communicative of the great spirit of uh, of help and brotherly uh, assistance that we exemplify here in Utah. So he's going to tell us what uh, will be going on in Australia. And he's also going to be telling us how it is 
that uh, a pair of firefighters from here in Utah end up being the best suited to travel off to Australia to fight the fires they're facing there. Uh, later on, some other great goodness. We're going to speak to a member of the Utah County Commission. Nathan Ivey is going to join us. He, along with the rest of the commission, recently uh, signed a letter uh, that became a requirement, or rather the signing of their letter was a requirement uh, that came after an executive order by President Trump. Uh, the president uh, some time ago sent out a, an executive order, uh, and it dealt with refugees. The requirement was that in order for a community to be on the receiving end of refugees fleeing their country, it must be agreed upon by both the state government and also the the local municipality uh, or the county. And that has happened. Uh, Governor Herbert sent a letter to the White House letting it be known that Utah is a place friendly to refugees and that should these uh, municipal leaders agree that we will... Uh, open our doors uh, and receive these refugees. We're going to speak to a county commissioner from Utah County. He's going to tell us uh, some of the thought, uh, some of the thinking rather uh, behind opening Utah County's doors to refugees being sent here from uh, wherever they're fleeing, uh, as well as why he thinks that Utah County and Utah in general is is best suited uh, or well suited at least to, to receive these refugees. What is it about our spirit and our capabilities uh, that makes us a safe landing spot for folks who are fleeing uh, either danger or threat of danger or other such issues that might make them flee uh, their homeland. We're also going to speak to a gentleman who has taken advantage of just such uh, uh, generosity here in the state. He, a number of years ago, uh, fled the Congo, and he is here doing work on behalf of uh, other refugees. Uh, he'll join us, and I'm grateful to him. He's uh, joining us from his own uh, a trip of his. Uh, he's uh, out of the country right now, uh, but he's going to tell us uh, what uh, was his experience as well as what will be the experience for folks now that uh, the the doors are open for refugees here in the state of Utah. Uh, a lot of other issues coming up as well. Uh, the, the scam man, I'll tell you what, has my attention. Uh, and I, I, it breaks my heart to think that there are folks uh, preying upon uh, either the naivete uh, or just the general vulnerabilities of folks on the receiving end of phone calls. We take our uh, privacy and security very serious. And when someone calls uh, purporting to have information that that privacy or that security has been uh, threatened to exploit uh, that concern for our own protection to take advantage of us is uh, uh, vile and disgusting. Disgusting uh, behavior, and I, it just uh, it drives me uh, crazy. KSL Television's Mike Anderson he uh, covered this story on television and uh, spoke to the the representative and his wife who were the victims uh, of this crime. Social security number had been used to set up multiple bank accounts from a drug cartel. That was what uh, Mrs. Anderson was told over the phone, and uh, once it was realized uh, that she had become the victim, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, she probably didn't feel great. Right now, when I look at it, I just go, you have to be dumber than a box of rocks to do this. That's her describing her own uh, feelings and her own attitude, and she called herself dumber than a box of rocks. I am going to say that uh, she's wrong. And there is no need to feel any responsibility or guilt when you are the victim of a crime. I'll, I'll tell this story in greater detail later on in the program. But I once, a number of years ago, uh, my car was broken into. Uh, 
terrible, awful, annoying thing, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it wasn't the worst. I, you know, I didn't lose my life savings. But uh, my car was broken into. I was staying at a uh, hotel at the time, and I, in the back seat of my car, had left some camera equipment. I was a student at Brigham Young University a number of years ago studying photography, and this was during those student days, and I had all my camera gear in the back of the car, and uh, in the middle of the night, I get a knock on the door from a, a police officer telling me that my car had been broken into, and uh, it appeared that everything had been uh, taken from that car and I said to him I said oh my gosh uh, it's my fault I, I left in the backseat I left my camera equipment I, I was enticing these folks and he said son stop I'm going to stop you right there he says uh, and this officer with the West Valley Police Department he says to me he says listen uh, maybe if that stuff wasn't in the back of that car it wouldn't have been stolen uh, we, that's pretty simple logic and it was almost certainly to be uh, the case if you'd put it in the trunk or something but what you must and always remember is that you are the victim of a crime at no time should you if you ever find yourself being victimized if you're the uh, the victim of a robbery or in this case uh, a scam coming through the phone you should never consider you or yourself to be at fault there are certainly things that we can do to protect ourselves and avoid danger. But once that danger makes its way into our, our life, we are the victim. Uh, once these threats, uh, once they penetrate our defenses, uh, we, we are the victims. Or rather, in this case, uh, Mrs. Anderson, uh, she shouldn't uh, beat herself up. The frustration and the anger ought be directed towards these vile criminals who are taking advantage of uh, maybe naivete, maybe. I don't want to speculate, uh, uh, but but that's typically what they attempt to exploit when they make these types of, uh, uh, when they try to run, rather, these types of scams. Uh, so that's something we're going to cover uh, later on in the program. I've told you much of my thoughts already, but uh, we'll go into greater detail. Also, we have a, a question up on the KSL Facebook page. It deals with uh, your neighbors. It's a very simple question and something I hadn't really thought about until I saw this Pew Research study dealing with, uh, do you know the name of your neighbors? Could you identify your neighbors? Do you have a relationship with your neighbors? And I, as I ask myself that same question right now I, I don't my wife and i just very recently moved into our current home and haven't yet knocked on the neighbor's door to share cookies or uh, whatever it is you do with neighbors I, let me know five seven five zero zero is the utah community credit union text line if uh, how i should how should i introduce myself uh, to my neighbors but more importantly i'd like to know if you have a relationship with your neighbors and when i say neighbor i mean those who live next door to you or across the street or at least nearby uh, you know not necessarily necessarily those who live across town and they're part of the community, but actually your actual neighbors, uh, the folks that live uh, next door. As I asked myself the same question asked by the Pew Research Center, the answer kind of changed over time. If I think back to my childhood, I knew the neighbors very well. I was in and out of their home all the time, both sides and across the street. I knew, I knew them all. I knew their, their names and uh, those members of their family and what they did with their time. I knew everything about them and they knew everything about me. But as time has gone on, I have my relationship with neighbors has uh, dwindled. I couldn't tell you uh, the last five years, for example, I have no idea the names of my neighbors. 
We had them uh, down. My wife and I lived in an apartment building, uh, and we had neighbors on both sides and across the hall. Never really interacted with them at all. Couldn't tell you their names. Uh, anyway, I'd like to know your experience. I think here in Utah, we're a little more friendly and uh, compared to the rest of the country, probably have better relationships uh, with our neighbors. But that's just speculation. You tell me w- w- what you have going on in your life, in your community. Do you know your neighbors or not? Uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. We're going to take a break. And next up, we're going to talk to that firefighter with the Bureau of Land Management who's on his way to Australia to lend a hand uh, where it's needed. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio.